Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, plebs. Uh, we got a prince on the show. We got the, the, the prince of plebs on the show. And it's not me or Lauren. It's Prince Philip of Serbia, who dropped an absolute bombshell when he orange-pilled the show host, the live audience, and God knows how many millions of people tune into that show in Serbia. It's the most talked talk show, uh, most watched talk show of that country, uh, and it was uh, conducted in English, so it's it's reached an even wider audience uh, with the uh, the Serbian subtitles. Everybody's got to. To see this short clip uh, of an hour and a half interview, I think it was in total. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the clip, don't worry. I've included it in the interview, and we dissect it, and we talk about it. We talk about his rabbit hole. We talk about the people that influenced his thinking about Bitcoin. Uh, I got um, a big respect uh, for for him coming on the show, giving up uh, his time, and um, yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor, and very humbling to have uh, had this conversation so thank you very much again for coming on for those of you who are not stacking sats please start stacking sats you know where to go you can use swamp bitcoin in the us swampbitcoin.com forward slash bitten will get you a free 10 bucks across europe you can do the same with relay r-e-l-a-i dot c-h you can also use bitcoin reserve they are going to help you with a white glove service if you've got some size to put into bitcoin uh, they can also help you with your dollar cost averaging as well and coin corner a uk based exchange help you with your smash buys help you understand lightning give you a lightning email address so many good things coming out of coin corner make sure you check out their service you can also get sat back with uh, coin corner as well by uh, downloading their extension uh, make sure you take control of your coins. Get a hardware wallet. That is very, very important. You can use shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten for 5% off the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only wallet. And if you want to get to the conference, it's around the corner. Check your medical certificate requirements. They're being dropped by some countries. I'm getting word from plebs that are in the US. They're not even being checked. So check that out. April 6th to 9th, Miami Beach, you know the score. Four days, day one is industry day, day two and three, huge announcements day. Day four, music mount, uh, sound money fest with uh, all of your favorite Bitcoiners doing their thing. It's gonna be awesome, get there if you can. You can use code BITTEN at checkout to save 10% on all of your ticket purchases. Uh, and um, yeah. Fingers crossed we can all get together and, uh, and meet each other and, and hang out. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, Bitcoin uh, conference, uh, bitcoinday.io. They are small conferences that are running per month throughout the US. Go and check them out. If you live close by, you can go and join in one of these small, low-key, high-education events. That's everything said now. So on with the interview with Prince Philip. I hope you enjoy this one. Do not 
forget to reach out to him if you think you can help his cause. Enjoy the show. Okay, we are here with uh, Prince Philip of Serbia. Uh, and Lauren has joined us. Thank you. The, Hi, Lauren. The, prin- the prince has been waiting. Oh, like, sorry. My goodness. I was on, I was on the... She was on another call, yeah. Your Royal Highness. I'm sorry. Still on it. But why did you keep me waiting, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, this is Philip. Yeah. Yeah. What What is your question then? Uh, wait, wait. Oh yeah, we're we're calling. Sorry, didn't see that. Um, I my question is, what is it like being a prince? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm. Well, I'm not a uh, prince that is in a functioning royal family, uh, you know, in, in, in that's working, that's in a, in a royal family that's in a system right now. But so I consider myself like more of an average person. But now, in the last couple of years, I've been living in Serbia. I moved here a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. And I'm starting to see what it is like to being a prince and the attention, the emotions you get and the people you meet and the things you do. And it's, it's quite an experience. It's almost like a burden at the same time, but at the same time, it's really, it's a beautiful experience. And I, you know, I like making people happy, making people smile. And I want to do, I want to do good with my, with my title. All right. Okay. And then I have another question. Go ahead. So is there um, like up and downs of being a prince? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Having the name isn't that easy all the time. Um, you know, you get teased a lot when I was a, when I was a kid as well in school. That was that wasn't easy as t- at times. Um, even to this day, you get a lot of uh, there's a lot of hate for royalty for um, I wouldn't say for obvious reasons. Maybe they don't understand it fully. But yeah, you get a lot of hate. But then the ups are, I guess you get to meet interesting, cool people. You uh, yeah, that that really that's the most thing. I really like meeting people. It's 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 it gives me a good. Uh, it's it's something that I'm proud of. Really, that that uh, my title, my background, the, the the history of my role of of my um of my dynasty. So, yeah, that really. All right. Okay. Oh, I have another question. Um. So this is about Bitcoin. Um. Yeah. What What do you like about it? Isn't that question for, for, for Daniel to ask me? <laughs> no, that's a good question. It's, a, it's why we're here. Uh, what do I like about it the most? Well, the most, is, is that the question? I mean, there's so much I like about it, but if I had to pick one thing right now, it is the time preference aspect of it. Do you, do you understand the time preference aspect of it? High time preference versus low time preference? No, I don't. Got a little bit of teaching to do, <laughs> Daniel. Um, well, that's that's probably my favorite part of it. It's got this link to the inflate, you know, the inflation inflationary side of uh, of fiat money, where with fiat money you. Um, to put it simply, you do you tend because money is always inflating. It's always you're you're losing value. Some some places more than others, but essentially your your one dollar today is not going to be worth one dollar tomorrow in a, or in a few in a, in a year's time. So how are you going to say how are you going to save that? Really, so you're going to end up 
doing riskier things and not think about the future. You only have think about yourself and you do things that benefit in like instant gratification almost in the present. And you people tend to forget about the, the future. So you end up doing silly things, really more riskier things. Whereas when you have a hard money like Bitcoin, which is not subject to inflation and it has a hard cap, then you know that your one Bitcoin or whatever you have, your 0.001, you know, 100, 200 sats today is worth 200 sats tomorrow and so on. And it's going to be um, worth more or have more spending power. So you can actually start planning for, for the future. You know everything will be safe. You, will, uh, you know your money will, will, will not decrease in value. You can start doing productive things like starting a family, starting a good uh, productive f- a business. It's, it just benefits yourself just the society and the community around you and, and, and humanity in general. It's, it's a very beautiful thing. And this is what really got to me about a year or two ago when I fully understood it. All right. So like uh, when you say, Daddy, can you buy me that horse? Yeah. And I say no. Yeah. <laughs> that's me expressing a low time uh, preference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I know if I don't buy you that horse tomorrow, in about 10 years, I could probably buy your whole ranch. That's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, do you, do you have any further questions? Uh, no, no, because I have to go for the... Um, okay. Still on the, well, like, thank you for uh, thank you for coming bye. in. Thank nice you. to meet you, Lauren. Nice to meet you too. Bye-bye. Well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's surreal. It's surreal to be having this conversation. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, huge congrats on, on that, little, that little video clip that went around... Uh, pretty virally on uh, on Twitter, uh, that chat show. Um, I, I actually let's watch it. Let's watch it together, <laughs> and then we can. For okay. those people that might be thinking, "Ah, oh, what's he talking about?" Haven't heard that uh, that clip. So we can have that as part of the podcast, and then I can ask you questions about it and how it all unraveled. So let me just uh, set this up. Saved. I'll share my screen so you can see it. I look forward to that. <laughs> I always like listening to myself. <laughs> Not really. Uh, right. Please excuse me, listeners. I hope this works. Let's see. I'm speaking about you working. Yes, yes. Unexpected uh, verb that you used. Uh, <laughs> so would you say to the people, what do you work? I work in finance. I work in asset management for a... Uh, for an international um, finance company. The main office, the, the head office is in New York, but so they have a big office in London. I'm an analyst. I love to analyze the world. So what do you do? You analyze things and then you give some report and they bring decisions based on your analysis? I analyze and mainly, uh, mainly, tell, cli- mainly tell clients what's happening with the markets, what's going on with, uh, with, with, their, pro- with their portfolios. And I speak to a lot of other analysts, and a lot of other portfolio managers within the company, and we we make the you know we help to make decisions, and it's 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 a it's a it's a great experience to be in, and I learn so a lot. Let me abuse the moment. Yeah. Should we go to crypto? Or... 
No, that's a good question. <laughs> but but the advice is not uh, for free, yeah? So, I know, yeah. Well, it's not, the advice is that, no, it's definitely for free. It is for free. Yes, it is for free because crypto, uh, not crypto, but Bitcoin. Okay. It's only about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is freedom. And this is something I want for everyone. Really? And this is, this is, um, something that everyone has to learn, they will learn slowly. Some people will not want to learn it because they're not used to it. They're not, they want to protect the system that they've grown, that, that, that they, they do well in, but they don't realize that their system, or maybe they do, is not advantageous to everyone else in the world. So billions of people around the world are not having a good time right now. No. Well, we need to take the money away from the States. We need, I think I should. I think I, I should stop you now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> They're gonna misunderstood. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'll afraid. Say, you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say it again. I think we need to. Um, well, I think we need to have hard money again. Yeah. We need to have good quality money. That's not. That's not subject to inflation, and as you know, inflation is what really has a problem in this world. Inflation is almost a tax. Especially this moment, if it's, I understand. Especially this moment. Since, especially since the last financial crisis of 2008, with the extraordinary stimulus that's been pumped into the, into the market, into, into the economies. And then since then, with, with the corona um, uh, pandemic, unprecedented amounts of stimulus have been pumped into the economy. And of course, where's this money going to go? It's, it's going it's to create inflation. Whereas with Bitcoin, you don't have that. You have a cap of only 21 ever million Bitcoins are going to be produced. And therefore, it's, it's, it's never going to be an inflationary asset. And this helps to protect people. And on top of that, it's censorship free. It's, um, it's very fungible. You can move it around. And it's what, it's what will help people be um, be help them be uh, an individual so uh, help people's individual sovereignty again yes. and this is helps for people's freedom i'd say that's you drop the mic moment wouldn't you <laughs> <clears throat> well yeah i hope so <laughs> it came unexpected though we didn't meet with him uh, a few days before the uh, the recording and i got to know him with my with my wife my wife uh, danica and really nice guy, really cool guy, you know, comes from humble, humble background. I think his father was a taxi driver and he's, he's really quite impressive what he's done. And he, so I'm going a bit of history. So he, yeah, he, he, uh, he liked what my activities, my, he's following me, follows me on Twitter and he liked what I've been, I've been doing since I moved back to Belgrade a couple, uh, a year and a half ago. And I think in the last couple of months, he saw some, some more, uh, I see some more activities where I get that more that were against the uh, the current I call it regime almost, and he he's he's not for that you know for the regime at the moment as well like many people are, and he liked he liked what he saw and he's like I got to have these guys on my show, and when we met with him he we talked about my you know we talked about each other's lives and stuff and I told him I was interested in Bitcoin and stuff and that was it just like a passing by thing but then I'm glad he brought it up put it that way. Took me a little bit, took me by surprise, but I thought I, you know, didn't really think much of a second. I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is the moment I'm going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my tweet. When I saw that clip, I think I, I retweeted something along the lines of that moment you take a deep breath 
and you know you're about to show Bitcoin. Yeah, I saw you that. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> you did it on a national television show. Was it in front of a live audience as well? or was it... There was an audience there, yeah. um, but it was not live. So the, not, but the, the, the audience, right, the audience, audience was there, didn't... right, but then the recording went out. Yes. So they didn't cut <laughs> it. That's amazing. No, yeah. I'm happy they didn't. <laughs> wow. I thought they might have cut the thing, taking the money away from the state, you know, when I said that, but um, I'm glad he left it because I do mean it. That's me. So at that point, you, how many thoughts were running through your head? Like, do I shill Bitcoin now? And now I'm out there and that's it. And there's no going back. What, what, what? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah when, when he asked you the question. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I, when he said crypto, I was like, no, that, that, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> and that got me, that helped me get going a little bit. And, I was like, yeah, this is this is my moment. I got, I got, I got to, I got to say it because it's, this, this, this is me. This is what 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 means means a lot to me, and, will, and it will mean a lot to a lot of people. It means a lot to a lot of people right now. But this is what's going to change the world, and this is what I stand for. So, gonna go for it, and then see how much I can squeeze in in a, in a in a in a couple of minutes, really. So, was unprepared, but I think it was nice that I went, I went with uh, with sort of a natural flow. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I would love to get some cutaway shots of. Uh, of Denitza, your wife, rolling her eyes as her husband tries to orange pill somebody else. <laughs> as all the plebs listening would... Yeah, uh, she's <laughs> started, she's, she gets it. She gets it. I think when I explained to her the time preference side of it, she thought that was beautiful. So, yeah, she gets it. And she understands about the hard cap and everything. I mean, that's part of the time preference thing as well. So, yeah, she... Yeah. Mate, I, stack, a... I, stack, I stack for her and the family. <laughs> uh, again, like so many of the plebs listening uh, are in the same boat, but uh, obviously didn't have the uh, the opportunity that you've had there and you took it. So on behalf of the community, thank you. Because that, like I said, I think that video alone has been seen over 50,000 times. What other feedback have you had? Well, I've got to thank, you know, thank you to the community. I want to thank the community as well. They're the ones, they're the ones who got me to understand Bitcoin more, especially Bitcoin Twitter. When I started to get more involved in Bitcoin Twitter, let's say that was uh, 2020. Maybe I can tell you my uh, my how I got into. Yeah, let's Bitcoin. do it. Yeah, everybody loves a rabbit story, a rabbit yeah. hole story. <laughs> well, well, you know, it was it was it was a numbers go up thing at the beginning. In 2017, my best friend said, "Hey, Philip, you know, there's uh, there's, there's Bitcoin. Get in it." And so I got in it. But of course, as I got in it, I was like, "Okay, but this is interesting about the whole inflation thing." But I didn't really do much studying about it. And I was, of course, I was distracted by shit coinery, and uh, yeah, sadly went through that bit of a few, few scams, like like most people do, I guess, and. <laughs> But then that was in 2017 and 18 and 19 when there was, uh, I guess, the bear market. Uh, well, I mean, 19, there was a bit of an up, but uh, I, was, I, was still, I was still continuing stacking Bitcoin, nothing else really. So maybe not DCAing, but I was, you know, when I had, when I had some, 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 good, some good liquidity, I would, I would definitely go smash, smash by when I got my bonus from work, for example, and that felt good. And in 2000, uh, 2020 is when I started to really study more about Bitcoin and it really got to me. And I joined the Bitcoin um, Twitter community and I was like, hey, this, this, these guys are making a lot of sense. And then in to early to, uh, 2021, I was, you know, that's when I really, that's like, I'm, 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 I'm a Bitcoin. I sold, I sold all my shit coins. I didn't have, I, mean, I was heavy Bitcoin like always, but I sold all the shit, all the shit I had. I went straight Bitcoin and haven't looked back since. And 
then in later that year, I bought the Bitcoin standard by Safety and Moose. And that was one of the best reads of my life. And yeah, that's, that's my story, really. <laughs> so I read and lots of things. I mean, it wasn't Safety and Moose's book that got me Bitcoin into being, into being a maxi, but he really made me understand more about, you know, you, you really understand what the history of money is and what is money. And this is something that the world doesn't know. And this is something that they should know because what we have today is it's not money. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's a crime almost. <laughs> it truly is. And you work yeah. in finance, right? How long have you been doing that? Yeah, that's uh, when I left uni, I got into finance, but only f- that was for first for, for, for a couple of years. And then the financial uh, 2008 happened and I was like oh, you know maybe I'm going to do something else so I actually then went back to study I went to a hospitality management school in, in, in Switzerland and I went and I started working in a hotel but I realized okay maybe I should get back into finance I'm going to make more money there it's you know it's all about, the, it's about making money I mean I was young and wanting to wanting to have a good life and Got back to finance, worked in a hedge fund in Cyprus for, for almost a couple of years, but then moved back to London and I'm working, I don't want to say the name, but I'm working for a big asset manager in London. I started like an, an RFP writer, you know, the marketing and the RFP is request for proposals, basically. Like, I don't know if people understand that, but anyway, I'm not going to bore people with that. With that. And then Labs I, love then, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so uh, the, honestly, they do. It's the biggest feedback. So RFP, request, request for, proposal. for proposal. It's so, it's it's basically like uh, so. I work in, in, in for an, for a financial. I mean, sorry, for an asset management company. They uh, they um, their main clients are institutions. About 90 percent, 80-90% of the clients are institutions, and institutions. Um, it can be a number of things from um, from sovereign wealth, sovereign wealth funds to pension funds to insurance to companies wanting to allocate a portion, a portion of their portfolio to get exposure in a certain asset. And one of them, uh, w- what I specialized in was uh, quantitative, quantitative equity. So it's equities, but also you can do fixed income and, and properties and God knows what. But um, our company mainly focuses on equities and about 20%, 70, 80% equities and the rest uh, fixed income and some hedge funding stuff. And so the request for proposal is these com- these uh, these buy side organizations will want to uh, ask you to um, will send out essentially a questionnaire. That's the request for proposal, and they will send it to another bunch of managers in the same space who are offering the same product. And you have to sort of stand out and look the best. And that's when I worked. That's what I worked in basically f- filling out those questionnaires. But not only that, you would also do due diligence questionnaires, DDQs. You will do. Um, just any any informational thing because we were always in contact with all the firm because you had to get information from all the firm um, from the from the from the different people who had uh, who were, who were specialists in the different areas around the firm so you had you had a good coverage of what's going on and then I got interested because I started specializing in writing for the for the quantitative equity team in my in my company and got got really friendly with uh with with um with one of the one of the bosses there he um in, based in america and he's like you know i want you in the team we want you to help with uh with with our you know portfolio analysis and client servicing so i was like okay yeah great have me on <laughs> the pay is better <laughs> i'm in actually an investment team now so i took that in a flash 
and I've been, yeah, I've been there, I've been there since really. Um, mainly doing writing a lot of commentary for uh, for clients, uh, doing hate to say it, but some ESG work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really get. I, if my work listens to this, they're gonna they're not gonna like me. But who cares? Really? <laughs> I'll be not to be there much longer. Not saying any criticisms of the, some of the people that I love, some of the people that some good characters, but they don't understand Bitcoin yet. So yeah, and ESG is really not. I mean, it's not cool. I mean, I I don't call it ESG. It's basically ESG stands for enriching sick globalist <laughs> what a great acronym and the, the, the way i look at that and it's like so we have this carbon credit market which we've had for about a decade if crazy I crazy market yeah like yeah. ridiculous right okay so we've got this market that is the underlying asset of that market is literally thin air mm, yeah. th- th- this is it like that th- th- you are Gambling and betting on thin air with fiat currency that's printed into existence by lunatics. And this is a, this that's the thing, and no one. It, there's so much confusion how to price this this thin air. It causes so much problems within the companies and on all companies, as, as far as I'm aware. It, it's with ESG. When I first started writing RFPs, uh, ESG questions started coming up more and more. And when I finished that RFP team in, and then I was helping those RFP writers write about things, well, these questions come up even more. So it's become a big thing. Our company now hires more, more um, ESG, uh, the ESG is the high, biggest hire right now. It's like the special thing that's happening asset management. But then there's so much confusion how to, how to price this, how to, how to score this ESG as well. You know, how do you score environmental stuff? How do you score social stuff? How do you score governance stuff? Different rate, different um, scoring ag- um, agencies, uh, providers are are not lining up as well. You know, for example, there's uh, there's there's this there's there's Tesla. Tesla one 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 provider would say that Tesla's scores great, gives them a double, you know, whatever the AA or something like that. And the other and the other providers say, no, no, Tesla's Tesla's bad, gives them a C. But the one that gives them a is like great electric cars, they're, they're going to save the world. But the C is actually looking at it actually better, saying no. They're mining lithium in really, really questionable ways. So it's confusing for everyone, and it's just another it's just another money maker, another way of controlling um, another way of controlling people. I'd say it's a complete boondoggle, yeah. and it's dangerous. And it's um, the the way I understand. And now I see Gary Gensler at the SEC coming out and just marching to this <clears throat> tune. It makes me sick <laughs> because so many people are going to get wrecked. Again, yeah. on this complete Ponzi scheme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and these businesses, you know, how does a business like MicroStrategy, for example, how are they going to scare uh, score with an ESG? Because as, as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but every company or at least every publicly traded company is going to have to have some kind of ESG every score. Every company has that. I mean, look what happened to Tesla with the whole Elon Musk thing that happened last year. It was so stupid. Yeah, I mean, he, obviously he tweeted that to, 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 to he said that to, uh, to satisfy the ESG um, um, investors because that's the biggest money right now. One of the biggest monies doesn't make any sense obviously he didn't start to understand doesn't understand how i mean maybe he does but he doesn't he doesn't want to say it doesn't want to admit it but people don't want to they maybe do but 
understand how Bitcoin works and how it solves uh, energy, how it's also not, not just a monetary revolution, but an energy one too. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh man, it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so damn annoying. And I don't see, I mean, Bitcoin fixes everything, obviously, but until people wake up and see it, this, this next five years or so of this ESG nonsense is going to make the wrong people a lot of money again. Yeah, it's somewhat linked also to that wokeness that's happening out there. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. I mean, I mean, you get it. Bitcoiners get it. <laughs> just, just, so when, just, yeah. When you came to Bitcoin Twitter in 2020, uh, and you say you, you, it's like it, it is like discovering another world. I remember, yeah. you know, when it all started unfolding in front of my eyes. There seemed to be a bunch of crazies um, all throwing fists at each other in the playground, but still, somehow, it all made sense. Is that um, how it kind of looked to yes. you as well? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was following a lot of interesting interesting people a lot of really really well i'd say intelligent people what you know people like uh, uh Gigi and uh, robert breedlove i mean they really really are incredible people i bought i bought Gigi's book as well i don't haven't read it yet i mean it's quite short but i'm going to get onto that soon and robert breedlove just drops some incredible phrases out there when you know the amazing amazing things that he says um also, uh, I fan of Max of, um, of 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 Sailor. You know, he's one of the best salesmen in, in in Bitcoin. You know, it's amazing he chooses his audience and chooses what to say. You know, what words to drop on them. You know, in one place he'll say you know, he'll stick on maybe on the on the property aspect of it. The other thing he'll stick you, know, you might use more of the numbers go up aspect of it or the more of the gold side to another audience, you can see him switch up and he, the way he's just so eloquent and, and unarticulate about it and just so passionate. He just, yeah, that's, that, that was impressive. That helped. Yeah, it's, um, we, we all need uh, those people to, you know, step up and like for Sailor himself, once he'd seen it, he can't unsee it. And you, you just feel that, and you're probably feeling that right now, clearly, uh, almost a responsibility to, to reach as many people as you can with, with the truth that you've discovered. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's a good way of describing it. It's, and this is the thing that's when makes it hard for us because how to convince those to, 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 uh, to see what they, they can't is, is very difficult. It's, it's orange peeling people is not the easiest thing. Uh, but I guess there's ways. I mean, there's ways to do it. I mean, we've all we've all done it before. But it's 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 something I really want to do. It's something I, I want to orange pill as many people. And I'm happy now with this with the with this Ivan Ivanovich show. And I have to thank him a lot for having us onto the show because that's changed my life. And here I am speaking to the likes of people like you. And now I have a voice in Bitcoin. I never thought this would be possible. You know, just a few, just a few months ago, a few weeks ago, I'm you know, I'm just I'm just an, an ordinary pleb in that in that world. And 
you know, uh, just fo following, following these great, great uh, conversations and chats and jokes and stuff and memes and stuff in the Bitcoin world and, and, and read, you know, reading things from some really impressive Bitcoiners. And then here I am speaking to them and getting invited to, to, to podcast with them. And uh, it's, 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 quite, it's quite a feeling. And I want to use my title. I want to use my title for, to help Bitcoin. I want to, yeah, just want, I just want to do what's, what's, what's right. And that is, that is Bitcoin. <laughs> That's amazing to hear. And, you know, the right at the beginning of that clip from the, the interview, uh, he says something along the lines of, uh, you, you know, we're, we're talking about you working and that's just like a, a weird word for us to, to like associate with somebody of royal standing within that country. Is that kind of, was, was that weird to him? The fact that you actually had a job? Um, and he, you're not he said so. He said so when we met. Um, I work. I have. I work. I, I pay rent still here in Belgrade. I don't. I don't even live in the palace. Um, I. I. I have. I have a. Be I have a beautiful son, a four-year-old son, and I have. I have to. You know. I, I, you know. In that side of life, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty average. I mean, average in, in let's say the developed world, of course. And I'm way above average in other parts of the world. It's. It's yeah. I, I live. I live that sort of life. Yeah, when I walk around Belgrade, people now are starting to recognize me. But I, I go to the gym. I, I, I shop in the market. I love shopping in the market. I love, I love cooking. I love cooking. I love, I love beef. <laughs> Try to eat as much of it as possible. I've always loved it. I've always loved beef before, before, um, before I was a Bitcoin. I mean, it was always a thing that made me feel the best about about myself, and it gave me the most energy. And, I, and I think it was because I thought I was blood type O and because you know, I need to eat beef, but it also just felt right. Now I hear <laughs> Bitcoin actually confirms that. So I was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, I live, yeah, I live, I live a pretty normal life in that sense. I mean, of course I do, I do have, I'm doing a lot of functions here and there, meeting a lot of people, you know, getting invited to go places, appearing to some ceremonial things and traveling. And it's, 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 that's exciting as well. It takes up a lot of time there. And I pay for all my, all my, all my, all my, um, all my functions and everything. I don't get any money from the state. I don't, you know, I don't want to. Uh, um, it's, it's yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty average when it when it, when it comes down to it. Out respect. Let's do the family history then. Let's let's try and yeah. um, kind of unravel like uh, the well. Let's start all the way back because from what I've managed to glean from from Wikipedia, um, and uh, we had a chat the other day pre-record, and you were talking about. I think you said your great 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 grandfather uh, and the uprising against the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah. So my great 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 that's four greats uh grandfather was kara george that's how i got we got the name kara george vich son of kara george he led he was from his background was also from a, a quite humble background he was a, uh, you know became an affluent pig farmer but also he was in the army and he joined so he he led the first he was then a very charismatic respected strong man you know for back then he was like six foot six or something or, or taller but he was a big character he was you know he was he was i'd like to say he's, he was based <laughs> what he did what he he's like had enough of the oh he was the, uh, the serbia was under ottoman empire rule for for a couple of centuries at that point two three centuries at that point and he led the first uprising against 
the Ottomans in, in 1804, uh, which basically helped liberate Serbia. And you can see when you look at a map, all of a sudden in those years after 1804, you'll see all of a sudden just Serbia just appears pop, like in a small, a small circle that appears in this Ottoman Empire, in, um, in the Ottoman Empire um, map, I guess. And yeah, it's he basically helped Serbia uh, become Serbia again. It's fantastic. And history is that there was a, a he had a, uh, his son, Alex, uh, was then Knez Alex, uh, Alexander, which is not really a king, it's like a duke, I guess, of, um, of, of, of Serbia because it was still under Austrian Hungarian system then. And then there was your Branovic family, which is another dynasty that came about as well, but they weren't as popular. Um, Kenneth Alexander's son was King Peter I. One of his sons was King Peter I. And he was one of them after Karadjordjevic, uh, after Karadjordjevic, he was probably the most, the most, most popular um, monarch that we've had. He was in, well, he, had, he fought in World War One. He was on the front, almost in the front lines. He was, he was very, you know, he, and what, what I like to think is I, my idea, my ideologies do line up with him quite a lot. He was really, I mean, I guess they lined up with Carter Georgia as with Carter Georgia as well, but you know, he really was for free, freedom, individual sovereignty. Uh, he was, he was always with his people. He, you know, he, he always uh, mealed with them and everything, cooked with them. He was, you know, he wasn't like, like, you know, um, I'm on a pedestal sort of thing, but he's, was an incredible leader. Um, his son Alexander was uh, King Alexander was the one who created Yugoslavia. This was mainly he had to do it to. This is he's not as popular as King Peter because people then blame him for creating Yugoslavia, which led to the mess in after in in, in after Tito died uh, in the nineteen eight in the nineteen eighties when when Yugoslavia just disintegrated and went went into down the war down the path of war. So he's not as popular, but he had to do this to protect Serbia and to protect the region. He had to create Yugoslavia against what was a growing threat from the Austrian Hungarians and, and other and other forces around. Um, so I respect I respect him very much. He was an incredible incredible leader, strong leader, very intelligent. And then sadly, he was assassinated in 1934 um, in Marseille when he visited Marseille with the, uh, he was received by the foreign minister of the, of the time. And he was assassinated, was first actually assassinated, caught on camera. Um, yeah, that, that was not cool. <laughs> um, his son, his eldest son, uh, Peter was was only 13 at the time. So he was, uh, he wasn't old enough to become king. So um alexander's cousin uh paul became the regent king up until when peter became of age when he was 18 but then at that point when he was 18 it was 1941 and it was world war ii a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of bad things happened it was serbia for our royal family there was a lot of betrayals here and there and at the end of the day he ha he had to for safety had to flee, flee the country and so that's when my father was born 1945 in london in claridge's hotel actually and churchill made that uh, made apparently yeah, did, made that room a uh, yugoslav uh, soil for the for the day that he was born <laughs> and yeah that's and then my father's where we've lived in exile since then. My father, my father was never. My father would never 
never spoke Serbian, which was a problem because I that means that I never spoke Serbian. He married my um, my mother was is actually another royalty. Is uh, Princess Maria da Gloria Orleans Braganza. <laughs> She's a Brazilian royalty of all places, um, but also comes from I guess from Portuguese, French, Spanish, but. Um, backgrounds uh lineages as well and she's I mean, she's great she's a great mother and and she uh i was born in america 1982 uh twin brother my older brother was born in chicago first 1980 my twin brother and i were born in washington fairfax virginia 1982 and when my parents separated when i was uh 1983 four we moved to spain with my mother but then i moved to london when my father and me and my brothers moved to london with my father when i was only five years old that was tough and uh, my father remarried uh, st- um, stepmother uh, <laughs> and yeah since and you know that's then i won't go into too much more detail but here i am today <laughs> that's a classic prince story fairy tale isn't it uh you know <laughs> that's uh um being uh yeah, classic Disney uh, being moved away from one parent and then having the stepmother and like uh, I'm sure it was uh, not. It was not, not great. easy. Not no. great. No. Tough uh, problems today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you were saying um, to Lauren at the beginning, like uh, you'd have gone through some tough times at school as well, being teased uh, about um, having royal blood. I would assume. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that and when this was in the 90s when serbia was when the late 80s and 90s when serbia was 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 uh well i say yugoslavia was disintegrating falling to war in, in 1992 especially from then onwards and 91 92 and that's when people started like you know they knew we were a prince we were princes me and my brothers but also they were like teasing us for that and teasing us for being serbian refugees <laughs> but you know kids kids can be nasty it's understandable but you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy for us. No, man, that's that's shit. Uh, so then, why move back to Serbia? What what uh, what was the impetus behind that? Well, so I met my wife in Serbia, actually in Belgrade at a dinner, and you know, she she was living between Belgrade and Paris, and we met up after you know we met up a few, loads a few times afterwards. Things went well, and then she came to London, and we moved in together after a few months. And and then when we got, we then got married later that year. And this is two thousand seventeen. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I always thought about moving to Serbia, but I didn't know how to do it. I was not that I wasn't interested before. It's just don't know who to trust or what to go for. I just didn't like the things, uh, the way things were set up there. I didn't like the way things were set up, like the way. I won't go, you know, yeah, I just didn't like, I just, I just didn't know where to start really. So I could, so, you know, I have, a, I have a decent job here. I'm going to stay, stay to London. This is the time I found Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also uh, in 2018 when I had my son and, you know, I was distracted, you know, very distracted with that as, as well. And but then, you know, like, as, you know, always thinking to my wife, you know, well, you know, maybe we'll move to Serbia one day and all that. And then, you know, when the when the pandemic came came around, um, we all went working online. And I thought, hey, you know, this 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 can be a good chance. You know, you know, I can just take my work to to, to Belgrade. So we moved we moved we moved to Serbia like 
two three months after after the whole thing the whole plan i mean pandemic happened <laughs> yes exactly yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's it's something I've, I've always wanted for many for many years but now being here it's fantastic it's been an absolute ride and it's brought so many amazing things it's been very tough as well because i don't actually speak serbian properly i'm le still learning it's such a tough language i we had classes when we were young but you need to learn with like uh, with you need to be properly immersed you need to have uh, have your one of your parents speaking otherwise it's it's, it's almost no chance and i also had some uh, men, uh, some um, mental boundaries uh, emotional boundaries stopping me from doing it i was forced when we were kids we were forced to do things that we didn't want to do with my father and stepmother and it wasn't nice really so we kind of wanted to move away from that um princey ceremonial thing and you know this yeah, and it and still has an effect on me the la learning language today. I, I think, but I'm I'm getting along with it well, and I have improved a lot in the last year and a half being here. Did your wife speak it? Oh yeah, she's oh yeah, she's Serbian, of course. Yeah, she's right. Okay. Yeah, and my son, he's that's his that's his mother tongue. Right. Yeah, I speak right. to him in English, and he speaks and speaks to she, he speaks to my mother in uh in um in in Serbian, and he's great. he's a translator. It's fantastic. <laughs> So your your wife uh, is not a royal standing or was no or, no no <laughs> she's she's actually uh, the daughter of a, of a of a of a fam famous one probably one of Serbia's most famous living artists uh, Sile Sile Marinkovic and yeah a very int very interesting very interesting family and and they've been great since you know they've been so such good grandparents as Stefan and, and they've been very supportive of our, of, of Danny Sanai here. And it's, and it's, yeah, it's good to have, it's good to have that company here. How then did the people uh, become aware that um, one of the, one of the princes was, was coming back home and how did that kind of uh, eke into the communities and, and how was that received? Well, we did talk about it on our Twitter and on our social media before coming back. And loads of people asking when you're coming back, when you're coming back. So when we finally did come back, we came, um, we announced it a couple of days, uh, a week later, we took a picture in front of uh, one of the old palaces of, of, of Kara Djordjevic's family that was given to, given to, the, to the state at the time. Um, to the country which is which is one of the buildings government buildings now and we we took a picture in front of the building and saying yeah we're home now <laughs> and that obviously sent a good message and yeah we've got a lot of good reception here a great reception so are the people ready then do you do you, do you think to em embrace the idea of uh at, at least exploring the idea of you know, perhaps a monarchy instead of a state. Uh, and I think you, you'll probably go into more detail with this on SafesPod in, uh, uh, next week because this is definitely his thing. But I just wonder what, what the feel is there. Um, what, what is the, what the, is the state up to? Yeah, the question of monarchy. Is that the, is that the question, sort of the question of... of, of yeah, I just, want, well, I just would like to know how the people of Serbia, you know, the... What's going on there? I don't know anything about the country. Do they feel downtrodden? Are they sick? Of um, is it is socialism rife? Like what? What's it's, the? 
Look, they've 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 gone through a lot in the last in the last seventy years since since the Second World War. I mean, I think during the during the dictatorship, Tito dictatorship, things were stable here. Tito kept Yugoslavia together, well, with an iron fist, of course, but kept it well. To get, you know, he he made a lot of he made a lot of friends, international friends. You know, he led the uh, non the non-aligned movement and all that and and, and you know all that sort of things. And he was. So Serbia actually was quite prosperous to then under this sort of socialist experiment. Um, obviously, there's he had no uh, no succession plan in place. So when he died, that idea died with it pretty quickly. Um, so since since then, there has been a lot of transitional governments, and I guess I'm going to say it here, but you know, politicians in this in this area. Are polit- you know they're they're they're, they're real politicians. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're they're after themselves. They they don't really do much for 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 the people. Really, I'll say that openly. Um, it, you know, we've had problems with all of them. Really, um, some worse, some worse than others. And look, when Serbia, when Serb- when Yugoslavia became when when Milosevic got toppled in 2000, and 2000, 2000 October 2000, that was hope, what was hoped to be at the beginning of, uh, of something new for Serbia, and they will hope, hopefully move forward. But uh, they had a decent pri- pr- prime minister at the time, Djindjic, um, but sadly, he was assassinated in 2003. And he was more of a, I guess he was more of a, he was more of a libertarian. He wanted to he wanted to move things forward. He wasn't perfect, but he was probably one of the best things Serbia had. He was actually an okay politician. Um, so that wasn't a good sign. Um, Serbia wasn't quite ready to leave its let's say its communist past. There's still you know the people who are, who are, who have been in charge since then are, are descent are descent are, are the generations after the, the communists. They're, they're the sons of. Of, of, of the communists and they're, they're like the second or third generation of that uh, yeah it's still that control they've gone down a sort of they've gone they've gone down that sort of neoliberal route but it's not working out there's there's the oligarchy thing is working here you know you've got a lot of lot of lot of, lot of control by by some of the well they, I say a lot of control they just have a lot of wealth and the rest of the country is not so wealthy um, and right now, the current government in place right now has been here since uh, 2000, uh, sorry, 2000, ugh, I'll be, it won't look good on me if I don't remember the day, I think 2012. Um, it's going, going in for re-election again in, uh, in April next, next month. He, he's, Vucic is his name, and he's been around for, uh, he's been around all that time. And he's, uh, you know, he's a strong man. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very intelligent. He's, uh, <laughs> He's he's keep good control of, of of his position here, and it's not very popular with a lot of people. Uh, uh, and the question for monarchy and how we are uh, the question of monarchy has has always been in the minds of a lot of people whether they can be reinstated. Um, the constitution of Serbia of Yugoslavia is essentially. The same as as the as as what what it was in in, in the time of, of of monarchy, 
but it's been updated. So actually changing the constitution to, to, to be, a, uh, let's say, a, 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 a constitutional monarchy, parliamentary monarchy would, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be too radical in that, in that sense. And it would be, be welcomed by a lot of people, really. Um, but then obviously there's a lot of other people who, who like what's happening, I guess, or maybe just don't understand it. Yeah. Has it, uh, have you faced any like real difficulties from um, like pushback from people who are looking over their shoulder thinking, what's this dude doing back here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, I haven't. It's, I've had like almost zero sort of, firstly, zero face-to-face -face abuse. Uh, yeah, actually zero. People here are really respectful. Serbians, you know, us Serbians are very open, welcoming people and, and if you have different ideas and ideologies, you still will be welcoming. You still will be, you know, you accept different ideas. You accept that people are different. This is one of the things I love about Serbia. One of the things that I, I never actually properly knew properly until I moved back here. One of the reasons that helped me with my critical thinking as well, when I was living in the UK, I think I was a bit more, I was more brainwashed back then. Coming to Serbia, that uh, people here, the Serbians, it's a good balance between East and West. And, it because they know what they, they've been as i said it's they've been through a lot so they know what propaganda is they know what what <laughs> what tricks people do and they're intelligent enough to see that serbian people intelligent intelligent people educated people so yeah that's good I, that's one of the one of the good things about serbs is they are honest open people even if you they will tell you they don't agree with you but they will still speak to you <laughs> yeah and you know politicians are gonna politician wherever they are right yes, I mean, it's yes. not like london's any different uh or, or the, the whole of the uk i mean the politicians all over that place i mean the last two years it's been evident that people have been out for themselves filling their pockets as best they can taking advantage of this well, pandemic. Isn't, that, isn't that the yeah isn't that the uh the thing of the problem of fiat <laughs> yeah there's That's the why we're having these problems you talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. And we know what fixes this. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've, got, uh, I've got my eye on um, a, a royal family backing themselves with Bitcoin. I, I, I could see that being an interesting place in 10 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> well... You know, this is one thing that uh, I realized I didn't realize about safety is that he is uh, he's actually um, he he likes the idea of monarchy. And it's fantastic. <laughs> I guess it works well for me as well. Um, this, yeah, if, if I guess if I have to make it, if I want to make look, my main one of my main um, goals is to try and is to help serve as much as, poss uh, as possible. And Bitcoin is going to be paramount to that. Um, how to put it? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. It sounded yeah. as though it, it sounds to me as though you've, you've pretty much found your life calling yeah. in the last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I you know, I think I would like not just Serbia, but I would like to go around. I would like to help other 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 monarchies around the world understand Bitcoin, because it lines up well with with um, with, a, with, a, with a, the system of monarchy, which benefits 
the country benefits nations, it benefits people. This is what we want, really. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's really amazing, and it's, my eyes are really opening up. To, and I mean, I, I, understanding this of the last couple of last year or two is is fantastic, and more so recently, and more so over the last couple of few days as I've been speaking to Safe. Mm. And this idea now, you know, of Bitcoin being the ultimate private property, uh, you know, you've already spoken about how your family had to give away a palace. I mm, mean, goodness well, me, like, yeah, that's yeah. Bitcoin is it's the only ownership that is only truly yours. <laughs> There's no disputing that it's yours. That's that's incredible. That is really mind-boggling. How how cool that is. That's amazing. But yeah, my family when we were exiled, kicked out, we, we had all our properties, properties uh, confiscated, more like stolen. Um, we had, there was a, a Belgrade right now, there's, uh, there's two palaces in the same compound that was, uh, that's, that's still owned by, by the state. Actually, my, my, my father and stepmother living there, but it's, it's not ours, it's just, it's just um, yeah, it's still, technically in, um, run by the state. Then we had one in Slovenia, incredible um, villa called Villa Bled on a lake in, in Montenegro and a beautiful um, seaside place called uh, Milocer and other various bits and pieces and loads of art as well disappeared. And it's loads, loads of amazing property just disappeared. Obviously we're in, we're in process of trying to, trying, to, trying to get back restitution, but it's, uh, it's, not, it's not easy at all. That is theft, right? I mean, that is, the... that is theft, and not yeah. It's it's this is this is something where you know private you know private property. You have to you know it's if you're in a monarchy, you have your you have your um the, the private property of the king is uh, it's the king's. It's that's it, and he he's not interested in other people's property. He has all he needs. You're not going to have a new someone a new king coming and say, oh, that's mine or that's mine. He's not going to take stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's some bad actors in the past, but in general, no. This actually what helps people individuals actually protect their private property they know it's safe they're not not going to get it they're not going to get it extradited in any any in any stupid um liberal ways i should say <laughs> to put it yeah to put it mildly <laughs> yeah there's um it's rewiring it's, your mind over that, everything isn't yeah. it what yeah, bitcoin it, does it, yeah it's yeah it does that it does that you know really changes your, your it gives you it gives you focus onto how the, how the world really works so going forward next couple of years what do you see happening uh for you yourself for the family um what's the what's what's the plan good question <laughs> see things well this this would this was actually one of my dreams to to do what i'm doing right now so that's a big tick right now. I was speaking to people like you. This is amazing. And now that's 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 the, that's one of my goals achieved. Hopefully, I will continue doing this. Um, my goal in Serbia is continue my work, helping pe helping whatever people I have, uh, people people support us, and just understanding uh, get, get understanding what they're going through, and and showing up to places because that really makes a lot of people happy. So I'll continue doing that. But at the same time, I also want to start doing 
projects work when we set up a foundation not a charity but a foundation where i'm going to try and work with people to um to to to, to create good businesses here good um good local businesses um things that what that will benefit the people here and things that will benefit the future and i'm going to try and use i'm, I'm going to and my, my foundation i'm going to because the website's going to be released soon i haven't added it yet but i'm going to add the bitcoin page to it the bitcoin proposal to it as well i need to work on that i'll have to pick the brains of a few people um that's yeah once along with these businesses maybe have have uh, have bitcoin be part of that but also at the same time educating people in bitcoin educating um you know sort of like what michael saylor does with hope.com i thought i thought that was i think that's brilliant i can do it over here and make it in serbian um yeah that's and who knows i mean that's that's now in the next couple of years to 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 meet to meet more bitcoiners and more interesting people as as as, as i always do but uh, in a few years time who knows maybe to re to somehow reinstate the monarchy here <laughs> that would be amazing yeah <laughs> All right, so Serbian plebs, if there are any listening or if you know of any Serbian plebs, please reach out um, because I imagine you'd need help uh, translating articles and books and things like that into Serbian. I'd imagine it would be yes, a great help. actually, I just, let me get it. There's this one pleb um, that, this is great. I want to do more of this. She. I forgot I want to mention her name. She is going to translate the Fiat standard into, into Serbian. Wow. Yep. And her name is, or oh, I think, yeah, it's Tink at Bitcoin, at Bitcoin Baby B. So Bitcoin Baby and then B, B E E. There you go. Okay. I'm going to make sure I'm following her. Uh, that's amazing. So that's, that's thing number one, right? Getting the, getting the content out there in Serbian as much as possible. So if there's anybody else out there listening that can help, this would be the, um, a great place to start. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's not ready. I mean, I don't know if it's ready yet, but hopefully it'll be ready soon, this, this, uh, the translated copy. But in general, a lot of Serbs here do speak English, so they can still get their hands on 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 the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin standard, and the Fiat standard, and any other other books. But maybe I can maybe an easier, an easier, a quicker project will be translating a, a Gigi's book, Gigi's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Twenty one lessons, which is a great book. Yep, twenty one lessons. Yeah. Uh, all right. How can people get a hold of you if they if they can um, help contribute in any way? I will, well, my Twitter, my Twitter handle is uh, P-R, the P-R-I-N-C-F-I-L-I-P-1. And I will then, that's, yeah, that's the Twitter handle. And I will be starting our foundation soon. I mean, letting, um, releasing the website soon. And we'll, of course, take donations of Bitcoin. And that's, yeah, that's one way to reach out. Those are the ways, I mean, the Twitter is the best way to reach out to me now. Okay. Well, that, that handle will be the title of the show. So anybody will be able to go and see that. No problem. Oh, and connect with you and Thank reach you. out. DMs uh, are fully open. Uh, I wanted to ask um, a question about Djokovic. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the bullshit he went through 
mm. uh, getting to getting to Australia um, just to try and uh, play his trade as a, as a professional athlete has a very short career as it is, but then being told he's not allowed into a country because, well, first of all, being told he is allowed and he has all the correct documents and then flying halfway around the world and then getting told he's not allowed and being detained. And what did this, this stunk of like a highly political bullshit stunt? Uh, what was the feeling in Serbia at the time. I imagine there must have been a lot of anger and dismay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there was, a, I mean, there's a lot of support for Djokovic here. And I say Serbia is not, uh, not one, not one, not one of the leaders in, in vaccination rates. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's the whole, it's just ridiculous. You know, the world's healthiest man, one of the world's healthiest men that's not allowed to, 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 um, to perform in a, in a country because he's a health, health hazard. I mean, it's ridiculous. Of course, it was all very, it's all political. He'll, he'll, start, he'll be the champion for the anti-vaxxers, even though he hasn't said he hasn't been vaccinated, but that back then, now in a, that, that recent interview, the more recent interview, I think he was incredible. He, what, what, how, how he spoke. Um, yeah, it, I think it's fant- I think it's great what he's what he's done, what he stands for, and you know, he's he's. I mean, he's for he's for choice. He's for for freedom, and you know, he's he's able to do that because of his inf- you know because of influence, and he doesn't you know he would rather throw his titles away and stand for his beliefs, and that's a true champion. That's a true person. If I might say, you know, he probably will be will be likened to, and I'm hoping to this. He probably will be likened to the likes of Muhammad Ali in the future. You know, people back in 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 this in the 70s was I think it was the 70s when uh, when, when with the Vietnam War when Muhammad Ali didn't, didn't want to um, didn't want to join join the army. People people the majority of people were like, no, no, you know, this we were against it. And then a few years later, it's like, oh my god, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, good on Djokovic, and I and I and I proudly support him. It's actually what made me tweet one of my first things along those along those lines when I spoke about uh, individual sovereignty and we need to protect it, or or, or else we fail, or the, or else we risk losing everything. And thanks to the like someone like Djokovic, who gave me the courage to speak out. So the in Serbia, the the vaccination, uh, the uptake low because the people are very skeptical. Yes, uh, that <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, and uh, do you think that is due to the last seventy years of, like you said, they can see propaganda like immediately? Yeah, yeah, exactly. People here think 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 more about that. And this is something that's really kind of torn me as well. And some of my friends in in, in the UK, whether mm-hmm. whether well, you know, hardcore access, some of them, and it's you know, I've made myself known as being as being not, and yeah. It's it's sad because it's just another trick of dividing people. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, many people listening to this will be, yeah, like shaking their heads at the last few years and the the relationships that have been forced to change. Well, upon here's them. here's the thing that I was thinking about the whole situation was. Um, <sighs> You kind of likened this right now to what happened in 2008 when we had those rating agencies trying to rate those toxic products that caused what well, triggered the uh, the financial 
crash in 2008. These rate, rating entries had, I guess, what's the word, the same skin in the game as well, not skin in the game, but they were, they were, inf- they were influenced by the people that are trying to regulate. And look what happened. You know, things really changed a lot since then. But it continues. Now, it's the same similarity now. We have space like the CDC, the FDA. Those are essentially rating agencies and they're meant to protect the people. But half of their revenues come from the, peop- from the, from the companies that they're meant to be regulating against. And over time, they, it gets corrupt. And then stupid things, dangerous things happen, as we will see. I'm not, I'm, this is the first time I'm now publicly talking about this. But we're going to see some big changes, I hope, soon, because there's a lot and lot of damage being done out there. And I really hope people are held accountable for that. We can only hope people get held accountable because it's just um, it's becoming so damn obvious that even the the staunchest of statist believers uh, are going to have to start questioning what's happening. A lot of them aren't. A lot of them aren't. Somehow this other the Ukraine thing has happened to kind of seems like an uh, like an ideal distraction. Perfect. I I support the current thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's such a great meme. <laughs> <One of those>. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't well, stop laughing when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And so, you you also would have been living in the UK and got a very very close up look at how they used these divisive taxes uh, tactics through the four years of Brexit. Mm. My goodness. Like, you see, I was for Bre- I was for against Brexit. Obviously, I knew the 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 the, um, the the both sides and both sides had some benefits. But because of you know who are you know, uh, I was I guess I was more brainwashed back then as well. So now I'm realizing that no, the last couple of years again, Bitcoin, <laughs> critical thinking, and realize actually no. <laughs> European Union, not such a good idea. Even if we stayed inside the European Union and trying to change it within, no. Better break, probably better it breaks up. Of course, it'll be nasty that it happens. I'm not going to be, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of talking. I probably, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a courage to say this, but I'm not for Serbia joining the EU. But, you know, let them try. Let them try. I'm, I'm, you know, this is my, 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 my thoughts right now. This is not going to go down very well with a lot of people, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you, um, my, my views have changed. They've done a complete 180. Uh, and of course, smaller governments, smaller institutions, this is what we need. Mm. Uh, you know, the, um, a huge clusterfuck like the EU is just an, an absolute nightmare. A centralization of a centralization with unelected unelected heads is just nightmare it's with total control over a currency yeah. yep that they have the power to manipulate whenever they want which is going to benefit some countries and absolutely and obliterate others you see what's happening with the north and the south it's it's it's, it's there with the peripheral countries See, I see it firsthand with my, where my, uh, where my mother lives and my mother, stepfather and sisters and older brother live in Spain. You know, um, they've seen it. I've seen it, how, how, how it affects people there. You know, they, all of a sudden they realize, oh my God, these euros don't make, I'm spending them like, like, like there's no tomorrow now. 
This is when they had before when they just had the euro uh, introduced. Before that, they had the pesetas. Life was life was good, but then the euro came in. It was like cool, new money and all that. But then they realized, oh my god, I'm spending this faster than I than, than I expected. This is ridiculous, and it's not not working out. The fiscal policies of Germany do not line up with the fiscal policies of of Spain, Italy, Greece. You know those countries. Fiscal policies just don't line up at all. Anyway. <laughs> No, exactly. And what are we like 20 to 25 years into this project of the single currency? Clearly an absolute failure because yeah. of the uh, decline in purchasing yeah. power. Like, you know, fiat currencies trend to zero. We all know that by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, well, if you're new to the space, then hang on to that little line. Fiat currencies always trend to zero and get 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 some sats. Zoom um, out. <laughs> zoom out. Yeah, zoom out. Get some sats and uh, and, and put them on a hardware wallet. That is the only way that these um, that these states. The, I'm just waiting for a country to pull in El Salvador in Europe. Uh, and who's that going to be? Who's the first? My, my, well, I think it'll be smaller nations mm. like El Salvador. I, of course, we understand that um, it, how much it will benefit big, bigger nations, and the first nation, the first big nation to do it, will create that prisoner's dilemma. I guess. Uh, the the game theory aspect, you know, game theory aspect. Whoever does it first will benefit the first, and whoever does it means that the other person will do it. And right now, I'm sure that every treasury out there is stacking Bitcoin because if it's a threat to your current treasury, then what's the best insurance policy against that? It's to buy the actual asset that's a threat to. You know, if you have a, if it's a one percent threat, you you you, you allocate one one percent. I guess like, I'm not I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a specialist insurance insurance over there, but I guess as it grows, as the threat grows, you stack more. But the first nation to 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 big nation to um to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, like like El Salvador has done, will benefit the most. But I do think smaller nations will start doing it more because bigger nations are subject to more divisions and less, it takes less time for them to, to make these decisions. And smaller nations like El Salvador, yes, you can argue that uh, Bukele is a bit of a, I mean, it's a strong man, but he's done amazing things for, um, for, 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 for Salvador. It's, it's, it's incredible what he's done. He's turned it into a peaceful country, had the worst murder rate in the world at one point. And look what he's done because he has that influence and that power to do that. But so you'll find it probably in countries that are not as divided and not that divided. So smaller countries will probably adopt it first, I think. And maybe focus on those countries and where we see the, those examples leading over the next few years and doing well and prospering, then people will be like, I want that in the bigger countries. <laughs> and it will change more minds. Well, we got a secret weapon in you now. Oh. <laughs> because you uh, you you're gonna have some great lines in to um especially well yeah we should start mapping out you know the the monarchies uh, i think that's the uh, one of my plans yes <laughs> as i said before <laughs> you know meet with uh meet with different monarchies around the world and uh, and talk talk to them about how it benefits the monarchy system well i sent you that that system. little clip of um Prince, I can't remember his name. The the prince in Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein. talking about oh my god, what he was doing. He was talking about Bitcoin without talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah, exactly. So he's he's definitely an orange pill pill uh, 
um, uh, potential recipient there. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he's just some kind of uncle, like, uh, you know, that you've got laying around in your back pocket. <laughs> no, no, I have, I'm friends with uh, someone younger in that, in that family, but she's a very good friend of my sister's. So it's, 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 it's an avenue that we can go through. There you go. Of course. <laughs> this is amazing. Have you managed to pill some of your family members? I mean, you, oh, don't yeah, have to of course. you have well done because this is what the plebs suffer with so much. You know, it's trying to get brothers and sisters, moms and dads over the line. That it's well, uh, such a tough job. Well, firstly, my, 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 my younger sister was, is already, was into it, but I didn't have to get her into it, but she's, she, I think she holds Ethereum, but whatever, at least she's, she's just sticking to two, um, trying to educate. Right. <laughs> uh, the other sister wants to get it. I think she has, but um, she wants to wait for a dip, but I was like, no, just, just keep stacking. <laughs> tell me when the dip, Philip. Okay, well, no, no, yeah, I'll tell you, but still stack. Um, we're in a perma dip yeah my <laughs> older brother is is into it yep he's he has just bitcoin and my twin brother's into it and has just bitcoin and i'm trying right. to teach i teach them slowly you know slowly how to, you know the bits and pieces of the understanding what it means and stuff they get they, they, they get it they get it parents uh no my mother's happy my mother's happy for me <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters my mother's happy with me i'm happy too <laughs> Oh, mate, that's awesome. Well done. All right. Well, I should um, I should ask you a final question. Uh, so if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Ooh, that's a good question. I uh, will... Well, you have to be someone that has influenced a lot of people. That's not too old. And that would... Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking how it can benefit me as well, benefit all of us. But it will benefit my situation in particular. And I think the head of the Serbian Orthodox Church, the patriarch, Patriarch Porfirie, if I orange pill him, he, the church, and the monarchy go very well together, hand in hand. So a lot of the church, a lot of um, a lot of church goes, and uh, people people in Serbia are generally quite uh, religious. Um, in, in main religion here is Orthodox, you know, it's about 90 some percent, and a lot of those people, a lot of those people will support support. Um, a lot of them like uh, like the idea of monarchy. So if if I'm orange pilling the, the the patriarch, and they realize that I'm the one who orange pilled. <laughs> Then that will help us move. I can work together to move Serbia closer to a Bitcoin standard. <laughs> that would be amazing. And it's uh, when uh, yeah, it's like when people. We talked about this earlier, but when people do, it's like you reconnect with sound money. Yes. That's that's natural. That is our natural state to have yes, sound money exactly. and then when you find that reconnection uh, and this is why i mean john vallis talks about this a lot like the, you know and, and breedlove and uh, eric Kaysen, uh talk about it much more eloquently than than myself brandon quitsum as well um like you, you have that kind of spiritual awakening that it might be described as correct jordan peterson mm -hmm. had that and i i i think his 
his beliefs, what he preaches, actually preaches because he's almost like that, what he talks about is very, he's, his ideologies line up a lot with the Serbian Orthodox Church, with the Orthodox Church. And as you know, Peterson's a, a Bitcoiner now. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I really follow, I really, I followed him more and more over the last couple of years. I'm really, really impressed by, by, by him. So the fact that Bitcoin actually does will, will benefit this, the, the, the Orthodox Church because it goes along those lines as well as, you, as, you, as, as what you're talking about. It's, it's beautiful. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> when people see that, that there's, especially in religious people as well, I, you know, um, I, I think there's no going back. No. Once they see it, I mean, look at the religious side or look at it just on the pure and the pure opening your eyes to everything, not being a religious person or not, just, just being awake to what's actually happening, what's going on to other people in religion, as, as, as we talked about, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Is there anything we have not covered uh, that uh, you wanted to, to share with, uh, with the plebs at all before we uh, close it down? Uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> No, I'm just really excited to, 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 for, for my, I guess my title, Prince Philip name now to be recognized as a Bitcoiner. And I think I might be the first royal to, to talk about Bitcoin. Hopefully I'm not the, the last. And I'm just really, really proud of the Bitcoin community, what they stand for, what they do. And I just really look forward to working with everyone and to moving this, I wouldn't say project, to moving this change, this idea, this, uh, this, uh, this, this, this life-changing, this, this world-changing movement forward, because this is what we really need. And this is, uh, this is something that makes, makes me incredibly, I don't know, keep on using these words, but yeah, it just makes me incredibly um, happy and proud. And it gives meaning, finally gives meaning in a lot of people's lives, including myself. Yeah, perfectly said. And I know I said it before, but thank you so much for, for taking that moment on that chat show. There's, you, you could have easily have dodged it and just stayed in the shadows. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bitcoin. I wasn't going to dodge that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, thanks uh, on behalf of the community. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting to know you better and to help you Likewise. in any way I can. And I'm uh, really um, excited to see what you're going to be able to do, the, the change you're going to be able to bring to your company and to, um, not company, country, country, to your country. Yeah. Uh, once you've left your company uh, <laughs> <laughs> and focused on Bitcoin, uh, it's amazing. It, it truly you. is. Uh, so thanks for giving up the time. I really appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure to be on this, on this, on my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many, and you're welcome back yes. on here anytime. We'll, we'll, we'll do this again uh, to, to, to give back. us any updates so we, we can keep a close eye on, on what's going on. Thank you. Cheers, okay. Philip. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Uh, well, plebs, it doesn't get much more humbling than that. Uh, to have had possibly, I, I think he's right. I, I don't think I've seen uh, a royal family member talk about uh, Bitcoin in any way, shape or form. And, uh, you know, as he 
candidly stated in the interview is he, he wouldn't consider himself as a, a practicing member of uh, of the, the monarchy because of what has gone down in the in the in the past in Serbia. But um, eyes on the future, plebs. I mean, let, let, look at look at who we have now in our um, one of us. The the classic meme. This is just so bullish for Bitcoin. The the intent behind what he hopes to achieve for for those millions of people that uh, that live in Serbia and around the world. Uh, you know, th- th- this is what we're here for. Number go up's all fun, but this is what we're here for. This is this is amazing. So thanks again, uh, Philip, for for coming on the show and look forward to having you back for those people that are listening he, he is going to go on Safedine's podcast next week I believe so make sure you look out for that drop as well just help as much as you can with the retweeting the liking whatever it is to get this message out there and um, if you are a Serbian pleb that can reach out to, uh, to Prince Philip and, and help him with any translations of any articles of any books to help with his foundation that he's hoping to launch next week get in touch now is the time do not be shy the, we, we need you step up uh, let's go let's fucking go that's the uh, that's the final message for me today make sure you check out the show sponsors you can stack in the US with swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten make sure you use the codes in the show notes for all these companies that's where you will get the discounts or the free 10 bucks in the case of Swan, coincorner.com. Make sure you are stacking or smash buying with the Coin Corner team. Brilliant team. Danny Scott's been on the show a couple of times already. Bitcoin Reserve now across Europe. They can help you day-to-day stacking or big size positions, 50 grand or more. Uh, give them a shout out. Nick's been on the show as well as Andrew from the Bitcoin Reserve team. Shiftcrypto.ch are going to lock up your Bitcoin for you. So you have that private property that we were talking about uh, in the show with Prince Philip. Make sure you get shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bit and 5% off the Bitbox. You can stack with Relay as well, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H. Make sure you're stacking with those guys. Brilliant app, great service. And then get to the conferences, bitcoinday.io or the Bitcoin conference. You can get 10% off using code Bitten. Check out the show notes for the links. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next one.